please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. everyone welcome to a very very special episode of the vagabond exchange coming to you from a very waterlogged nashville tennessee <laughs> is emily and william mm -hmm. hi william hi do you, emily. Have, do you have your snorkel on no what about your flippers no but i should have did you have your hepatitis b shot i should have <laughs> have you smelled it out there it's disgusting yes what we're talking about, um, in case you haven't heard the news, I think we've made national news at this point. Yeah. Um, Nashville, over the weekend, today's Monday, we had, um, like, what, 18 inches of rain in about 48 hours? Is yeah. that good wine? It's very good. You made you a should... good face. I tried a new bottle, and it's called Educated Guess 2007. It's a cab, it's which very, is my favorite. Very uh, tasty. Mm. It is good, right? How that much was it? 20 bucks. Not bad. That's usually my threshold. Yeah. So anyway, as William and I get drunk here. Um, Charlie wanders around in a big circle around the uh, podcast <laughs> that's booth. Right. That's right. You may hear from him later. Our podcast booth, by the way, is a card table. <laughs> we're not supposed to tell people that. Sorry. We're supposed to think we're in some state-of-the-art studio oh. with like... And our engineer, Nigel. And with those like report, those uh, screens from the Minority Report. <laughs> we're just like sliding data back and forth on a big transparent screen. All right. I'm sorry to burst. And I'm in a space suit. Imaginary bubble. Just kidding. I'm sure people really thought we were high tech. Yeah. Given our expertise. Um, so anyway, I'm making light of it, but it actually hurt quite a few homes and people. So, um, We've had 16 people, I think, um, die. Killed, yeah, yeah, from it. Um, just a lot of flash flooding happening. Um, a lot of areas underwater from such a large amount of rain in such a short period of time. It's very scary. It's yes. the most I've been living here most of my life, all my life, really. Right. I've never seen it this bad. Right. And uh, we were lucky, or I was lucky, because my house didn't suffer that much or at all really from the flood that i know of right we and didn't even lose power which is pretty remarkable most people at least lost power right so. and there are you know people less up to a, like a mile away that lost a lot yeah so yes i feel very fortunate i hate when i and i've seen this a lot today people saying i feel very blessed because nothing happened to me right and so I'm thinking, okay, so the people where something did happen, they weren't blessed at all. Right, exactly. They're on God's shit list. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'll say I feel very fortunate. I feel fortunate as well. Yeah. I feel lucky. Right. How about that? Yes, lucky. So, um, so yeah, send blankets and water and stuff because I know people need it as they're being, as their homes are being taken care of and evacuated. And yeah, that's the bad whatnot. thing is that a lot of people don't have flood insurance because. Right. But Nobody. what I, what I understand, I'm sorry to interrupt because I actually meant to ask you about this because mm -hmm. I want clarification. What I was told today by someone who's a rather reliable source is that if you're not in a floodplain and your house floods, you're still, you, your house is insured for them to take care of, to fix everything, but they won't necessarily 
fix it so that the issue doesn't happen again. But if you're on a floodplain, you have to have flood insurance or you're not covered. That's, that's what I've... That's what I heard too, but I didn't... I wasn't sure if My was. understanding was that if you, you know, if there's a flood and you lose stuff, mm-hmm. then you're, you know, out of luck. That's my understanding when I bought my place. Really? Yeah. Like so I'm are you considering for, getting flood insurance? Um, I'm thinking about it. I can't imagine it would get any worse than <laughs> it know. did this weekend. I know, but still. Yeah. Um, and the only other reason I tend to think that's true is because I had a pipe burst and it was considered to be a flood in my apartment a couple years ago. And my landlord told me that it was, they didn't have flood insurance, but it was still covered. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you're an insurance adjuster. Or maybe Joe, you could look into that for yeah, us. Yeah, Seattle Joe. You, you're used to rain. Right. So. And you're our official fact checker now. So yes. thanks, Joe. We'll look forward to your answer. <laughs> we went through a very uh, diligent selection process. Right. And we discussed it and we said, now who listens to the show? One guy. Right. So you're who, it. Who do we even know of that could do the job? One guy. That's right. So you, you won. You should feel really excited about that, Joe. Yeah, and we also noticed, Joe, that your picture is a lot bigger on Facebook, Mm -hmm. where we can see it. We'd like to think that's because of us. Yes. So thanks, Joe. And Joe, I I dig the facial hair. It's very nice. (laughs) Yep. Rocking the... uh, Goatee. Little goatee action. Mm -hmm. Joe's a badass. I knew he was a badass. From Seattle to Boston. Exactly. He's not just moving to be moving. No, he doesn't mess around. committed some kind of crime. (laughs) Got a lot of warrants out, don't you, Joe? That's right. You haven't always had that goatee, have you? (laughs) No. Witness protection program. (laughs) So nonetheless, um, yeah, we're we're okay. I think the waters are starting to recede. I think there will be some residual after effect. But Yeah. um, yeah, here we are. Vagabond Exchange presses on. That's right. Furniture is piled in front of homes and residents are cleaning up following days of powerful storms that have killed at least 28 people in Tennessee, Mississippi, and Kentucky. Farther west the Cumberland River deluge some of Nashville's most important landmarks. Parts of the Grand Ole Opry House considered by many to be the heart of country music. And the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. Officials say it may remain closed for months after suffering millions of dollars in damage. In Nashville alone, nine people have died as a result of the flooding, and officials say that number could rise as the Cumberland River recedes. It topped out at about 12 feet above flood stage Monday evening, the highest it's been in more than 70 years. Ross Simpson, the Associated Press. So we just got back from San Francisco. We did. Not just... But about a week ago. Well, no, not really. Yeah, I guess a week ago. Yeah. And we're sad. Depressed. We always get depressed when we get back from San Francisco. Every other place, it's depressing, but not as depressing. It's depressing for like a minute. I have like a month-long postpartum after we get back from San Francisco. And even then, it's like it tapers off very, very slowly. Yeah. And then we go back, and I'm like, I just don't want to live. I'm so sad. But it's becoming like a second home now. It is. It's like we're used to... Going over the Golden Gate Bridge yep. and, you know. All those avenues. various places. <laughs> some of which we visited this time. We did. Um, but no, you're right. It feels like, I feel like I know it now. So I know kind of, and I, I don't know why I second guess myself. Like we went, 
we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we went to see a kind of a famous landmark in San Francisco and we were coming back and I was nervous cause it was getting dark and I didn't know like what neighborhood we'd be heading into. Right. And I thought we weren't far from our hotel, but I questioned myself yeah. cause I didn't want to be wrong if we were in the dark and I should just go with my tuition. Intuition. Yeah, but I understood if it was like in the middle of the afternoon, we could have walked it. Right. Right. But I understood catching a cab, even though the cab was like, it's about the shittiest cab I've <laughs> ever worst been in. Cab ever. Just waiting for every door to just fall off into the street. I thought the back half was just going to fall off. Yeah. Cause it, it, and I wasn't just sure if perhaps he was living back there or what, but it was very... And when I looked through the window, I'm like, are you available? And he just looked at me and just gave like a very slight nod. <laughs> so I didn't know if he if thought I was key. trying to pick him up or what. <laughs> no, I mean, like, is your cab available? Right. I don't want to date you, Rastafarian. <laughs> We didn't think we had very many cab experiences, but as I'm thinking about it, we had a few because there was a night that we were going to a show. Yes. And the guy, the guy had his light on. Yes. And when I went up to the window, he's like, I'm not available. Right. Then turn so your light off. That kind of pissed me off. Instantly, the, the black guy in me kicks in. Oh, it's because I'm black, right? Well, to be honest with you, I kind of felt like that too, and it pissed me off. Yeah. Because it was just weird. But anyway. I try not to be paranoid. But. I know. And I try not to, you know, like egg you on. But <laughs> but I can't, that was just kind of a weird scenario. Yeah. Not that San Franciscoans are like that in general. I just want to say that. No. But there are a few. <laughs> yeah. What it's is not, up with that? It's an, I noticed it more this time than really? ever before. Really? Just certain looks. In, I do notice on occasion that we get looks right. every you know everywhere we go. But... The worst was Milwaukee. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> and I hate to dog on Milwaukee just to like divert for a second. William and I went to see a baseball game. Um, was to see the Brewers play Milwaukee, and I like I I'm from the Midwest, so I was like I was really, I was kind of hurt by it actually. I could not believe the number of people. The one that stuck out to me the most. And I'm sure you know what I'm going to say. We went to breakfast at a place that was just a couple steps down from our hotel. We were coming back, and this old woman, who was probably 110 years old, she could not get far enough away from us. She almost like veered into the street to get off the sidewalk and away from the two of us. And I was like, and her head like swiveled all the 180 degrees. Yeah, she watched us the whole almost the whole way back into the hotel. Right. I was like, what do you think we're gonna do? Right. It just was kind of alarming. But anyway. Enough unpleasantness. Yes. So, yes, we got back from San Francisco. And you may be asking yourself, well, what did you do besides ride in taxis and be accosted by racist people? We did lots of stuff. Yeah. We flew southwest. Yes. We flew into Denver. Yes, on the way we there. We should talk. say that uh, in Denver, when we landed, it was raining. Yes. We had to sit on the tarmac. Steven, tarm- it was raining in Denver. Yes. We had to sit on the tarmac for how long? About 30, 45 minutes. No, it was almost an hour, actually. Yeah. Because we were told originally it'd be about fifteen minutes, right? And that—that's what pissed me off. Was the yeah. the pilot kept saying, "We'll just be a couple, couple of more minutes. minutes." Yeah. No, sir. No. Just tell me the truth. So all these airlines that are pissed off that you have to have people out of the plane in three hours, no matter what. Right. Get over it. Yep. To me, that's 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 just human decency. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't have people off that plane in three hours. Right. I mean, just an hour, and I'm like. 
I was about ready to Going stir crazy. Yeah, I couldn't look up because you could, and you can hear like the unrest kind of rise every, after every announcement. Right. And the, you know, I feel like the flight attendants don't really do much to help that either. You know, they're real patronizing when people have questions, right. and I don't believe that they don't know as much as they say they don't know. Because I feel like, like I've been on flights where they've literally announced the gates for every single connecting flight that passengers have on that that plane right so i can't believe that they don't know if flights are going to take yeah, off they, or not they know. that's bullshit yeah so screw you and one more thing i have to say hmm. the last complaint southwest airlines you have a whole marketing campaign out there about how much you love bags and while i appreciate that you don't charge me for my bag i i would like to contend that you in fact do not love bags <laughs> because you treat our bags like pieces of poop my bag always has like skid marks on it. Like they <laughs> wipe their asses with it. And have you seen them? They like. I realize that you have to like use a certain method to, you know, pull heavy things off a conveyor belt. Right. But you do not need to throw my fifty-pound suitcase in with a bunch of other fifty-pound suitcases. It's like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura when he's walking <laughs> up and just soccer balling the package around. That's what they do. <laughs> That's how we feel. So Southwest, perhaps you could consider a marketing campaign of like. We like your bags, sort of. Yeah. Something like that. Show like one of those guys French kissing the bag. That's how much you love our bags. <laughs> French kissing it and then whipping it. Like a love-hate relationship. <laughs> so once we got into San Francisco, we it was very, very late. We got in on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we decided to eat some food. <laughs> so we went to our favorite little cafe, Cafe Mason. Yeah. That's on Mason Street. And we should probably stay where we stayed, too. The Hotel Chancellor. Yes, yes. Yes. And it was a nice little hotel, wasn't it? It was very nice. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, what's the word? Particular? What? Set in your ways? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The first time we went to San Francisco together, we stayed at the Beresford. Yes. And yes. so I have, There's I'm a nostalgia, nostalgic there. person. You are a nostalgic. sentimental person. Yes. So I always want to stay at the Beresford. So I was kind of iffy on the Hotel Chancellor. But I really liked it. It was a very nice Good. hotel. The way the staff was very nice. It was very clean. The linens, the bathroom. Yes. They have a, some kind of motion detector. <laughs> that was weird. Air conditioner in the bathroom. It but, was a vent, yeah. but it sounded like a turbo engine jet. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really, it was um, really soothing when you first woke up in the morning to open the door to that sound for it to kick on. And and they had a nice. The view wasn't bad. Yeah, the view is pretty good. You could too. see like the plaza area. Mm-hmm. And then um, the street sounds were nice. You could hear the clang clang of the cable cars. That was nice. We were right on Powell Street. Right. For those of you who know San Francisco, that's kind of the main drag in downtown, where the the cable car turnaround is at the base of the street. It goes up the big hill on Powell. So, right. so that was very nice. Yes. And then the yeah, nice big flat screen TV. Yes. So. So you liked it? I really like the hotel. Well, you know I get very nervous when I'm picking out our hotels because I want them to be just so uncomfortable. It was a nice location, too. Good. Yeah. Plus, I have to look for a hotel that has internet access because I know you like your internet access. I do. And the Beresford just plain doesn't have any. No. So that was part of the the deal. And I'm nostalgic about the Beresford, too, but the rooms are tiny. I don't really like their bathrooms. (laughs) That's true. And they, their TVs are like it's from 1986. Gra- I'll agree. It's not the greatest place. But I have a sentimental attachment And they also have the White Horse Tavern there. Right. Which we always go to. We went back to this year. Right. Right. Who had, They had the uh, bartender, um, Tracy. Tracy. 
that we always see. And mm-hmm. so, it's a very good bartender. Yes. But the hotel chancellor is a very nice hotel. Good. I just didn't want you to think that I wasn't, that I didn't have emotional attachment to the breast. I know you do. But good. you're more open-minded yeah. as far as, you know, but getting you away it. from nostalgic things. <laughs> Now you have other things to be nostalgic about. Exactly. Remember that time we stayed at the Chancellor? Yeah. That was great. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving right along. Yep. Um, So, as usual, if there's a venue from which to watch baseball and it's baseball season, William and I will be there. So, we decided to check out a couple of San Francisco Giants games. Mm -hmm. And on the first night, we decided to... Well, the first game we went to just happened to be... Um, Pablo Sandoval bobblehead night, right. which we were excited about because we've gotten bobbleheads at other ballparks, and it was great, and it was fun. And we got there a little bit early, but we got our bobbleheads. Right. San Francisco Giants, this is the first time it happened, but you have let me down. Mm-hmm. Did they let you down? They, they upset me greatly. You actually you were really grumpy, and I, I don't was, blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. I was upset too. I was pissy. So here's a lowdown. It was about a mile and a half from our hotel to the ballpark, right? Mm-hmm. We decided we were going to hoof it over there. It was the first time we'd walked. Usually we'd take a cab or um, the BART. Public, yeah. Um, as we're getting, <clears throat> what, with maybe within five or six blocks, maybe even ten blocks of the ballpark, we see people walking back towards us with two and three bobbleheads under their arms. Right, and they had 20,000. So right. we thought we we thought we'd make it in time. And now keep in mind we have gone to giveaway nights at other ballparks before and it's been a non-issue. Cleveland and Chicago. And Milwaukee, we got the hats. Right. So mm-hmm. that's three ballparks. Yep. Friends. And I've been to Tigers giveaway nights too and it hasn't been an issue. Yeah. Um Detroit Tigers, sorry. So anyway, as we're getting closer, you can see like it's not kind of the normal flow of traffic in and out of the ballpark. There's like this huge line, I guess, of people, but there's no marking. So it's just kind of like a mass group of people sort of standing in a a, a formation, I guess, but not really. And nobody really like directing traffic. Nobody's really out there to help. And so I snapped you a little bit, so I apologize for that because I didn't know where we were going. And I wow. couldn't tell. I didn't want to break line, but the line seemed to go forever. Right. I couldn't tell if it was a line which or not. Could they you? Had, they had everybody cordoned off, which isn't the way that they had the other places. You just walk in and they hand you your bobbleheads. Right. They had them stacked up. The ticket agents at every gate have a box of bobbleheads behind right. them, and you just go in. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you go in like you normally would. Right. But they had... What two gates open? Two just entrances. Just for bobbleheads. Yeah. Just for bobbleheads, but none of the other. There was no one communicating this. Like, hey guys, if you don't want a bobblehead, you can come over here. Or hey, if you do want a bobblehead, stand over there. The only communication I saw, and this is what pissed me off. There was a grandpa that was one of the like like line agents or, or ticket agents that was standing by one of the gates, yelling at kids for running outside on the sidewalk of the ballpark. Right. A1, we're on the sidewalk. You don't have, like, prudish jurisdiction over this sidewalk, Grandpa. Two, it's a kid, and it's a baseball game, and you're outside. That's, like, three things, but still. And four, what do you expect people to do when you're giving out free stuff? That's how people act around free stuff. I'm sorry, but that's how they act, you know? 
I just don't understand why there were so many people. <laughs> I don't either. Bunched up like that. I know Pablo Sandoval's. But when we went to Cleveland, it was Grady Sizemore. Right. And he's like the golden <laughs> pony for the, the Indians. And yeah. I don't remember seeing people acting like that. Yeah. I think it was unique for San Francisco. I'll say that. Because I've never seen people go that crazy over a giveaway. Right. And and they are number one. The Indians weren't doing that well when we saw them. Yeah. But they, they have giveaways like every night. They right. had the, the, what is that? The, the um, Snuggie. Snuggie giveaway the night before. Right. And when, the, when we were at the games, we were seeing all these advertisements for Tim Lincecum bobbleheads. all season long. Yeah. So. so I don't... And it was a weekend as well. So that's the other thing I'll yeah. say. It was a Saturday. So, there, you know, there are a lot of kids out. Usually if we go during the week, it's more grown-ups. Yeah. But I was just... And the thing that bothered me is I felt like they treated people... Speaking of treating people like animals, like... I felt like they they just acted like herded us in and, right, yeah. and then then yell at people. There was another, we, so we finally found this gate that you could get into if you didn't want a bobblehead. Because I think you and I were both about done at that point. We'd right. been there all ten minutes, so we went in through that gate. There was nobody who knew how to tell us to get up to the club level section because we were in the back kind of the ballpark where we never go in. Right. And some woman yelled at some other people who were trying to find their way through. Finally, we found someone who kind of pointed us in the right direction. Right. But I was just, I was truly disappointed. And I felt my heart hurt a little bit because those were my San Francisco Giants. Yeah. And well, that, that first night was pretty bad because another thing is every other time where we've gone, and we always go to the club level, right? We go up a ramp. We walk oh, up a ramp. Oh, that's the other thing I want to talk about. <clears throat> but this time we went up. An elevator. Right. An and escalator. They, an escalator. Right? And they had these two people. Well, first they told us to go to an elevator, which there were packs of people around. Right. So I didn't even see the elevator. I, I, I thought, didn't either. Okay. So I assume that's where it was. <laughs> I didn't but think But we go to the there. escalator, and there are these two people that are like, you know, Gestapo standing by the es- escalator. Right. Kind of blocking people off. But there's no order there. Right. And so this woman can't find her ticket. Right. And so we're all backed up because we can't get on. And so they're trying to push us through and push it. But they're being rude to us. Right. Being rude to the woman. Right. And then the people that were behind the woman, that was, I, you were already on the escalator, but the guy literally took his forearm and elbow and shoved them into the top of my back. Mm-hmm. Pushed me. I'm like, I just turned around and looked at him. I'm like, really? You're going to push me? Like, what, what, what do you think is going to happen here? Right. And then when we got up to where we get our seats, that lady was a little bit rude. Yes. They've been snarky to us before at the... Do you remember, I don't know if you remember that time, but there there were two agents and they were talking. Right. And we went to hand that them... dude. Yeah, they weren't paying attention. He was like, hey, like we were trying to get through. Right. I get protecting the club level, but it's not bit, that serious. Yeah. And the, it was really packed. Like you can tell that the Giants have gotten good because it was packed packed and club level usually it's like nice open relaxing i almost wish they weren't doing as well no i'm just kidding but yeah i was just i don't know like it really bothered me yeah it was because we hold them up to a certain Mm -hmm. standard and it's such a beautiful facility right ballpark that we've been to right not only visually but in the treatment and our seating we always sit in the same area right and it just felt more uh common this time yes it did but we're talking about going back in September, so maybe maybe then they'll suck. It'll be different, yeah. yeah. And I will say the second game that we went to, we got in and out with it without issue. Right. And there was nobody really bothersome. And we should say the second game, yeah. they have this thing at the stadium where if there's a problem and you need security, you can actually text the word security right, right. to a right. certain number that they give you. Yes. And we had a couple of guys that had, had one too many <laughs> right. or three too many, yeah. and they were being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. 
and somebody you saw the guy i guess yeah well what was funny about that is i well i saw the guy kind of offering to to do something about this guy and he he wasn't he he was just loud like i didn't think they were hurting anybody or being being mean they were just obnoxious right. like calling out the players names they weren't they were, like yeah they were annoying though it was really it was very very loud very very annoying yeah but what happened was, like, finally this couple, I guess, told this guy to, to do something about it. And he called her. He got he got on his phone, though. So I don't know if he uh-huh. called somebody. But they actually bounced out the wrong guy. Because it was the, the guy that was shouting was there. He was annoying. But they, they let him sit there. Yeah. And then he finally, he kept turning around, like, looking for his friend. Yeah. And he finally got up and left. So well, I that don't lady know. came down and said something to him, though. Yeah, well, I th- she told him that he had to be quiet or they'd bounce him out like her right. friend, like his friend. His friend was being a bit of a jerk as well. Well, and he was buying the drinks. That's yeah. why I was like, yeah, get that guy out of here. And speaking of drinks, yeah. we should mention concessions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go and ahead. the fact that it costs about, we, you know, we get two hot dogs, two beers. Right. The beers are nine bucks a piece. The hot dogs were... Five fifty, I think. Yeah. So what is that, 11 and... Well, was it, we 18, figured between the two of us, we spent about 60 bucks per game on right. food. Because we usually get, like, peanuts or fries or something, something else. at the beginning and then maybe a couple more beers. Right. Yeah. Right. Just, and it's about 30 bucks a trip. Yeah. So you add that in with the, the cost of the tickets. Ticket. You're spending a lot of money. I don't see how anybody with, <clears throat> with season tickets could afford to go, you know, buy anything at a game. I don't either. Especially to be treated that way. And that's part of the fun is... Right. You know, who doesn't want to have a hot dog? And the service was kind of slow the first time. This old lady, <laughs> bless her heart, but she just took <laughs> forever. <laughs> We'd watch like 18 people go just, yeah. and one person in front of us go. 18 yeah. people go and the line next to us, one person in front of us go. And she asked for my ID. Can I see your ID? And I pulled it out. Thank you. She never even looked no, at it. No, she didn't look at mine either. So. But then when we were there the next night, the lady that looked at it was like, oh, welcome. Yeah. I like it when the concessions people see that we're out of state. They're always so friendly. Yeah. They're like, oh, you came to our ballpark? Right. It kind of makes you but feel good. you expect good. that from everybody. Right. So. It's nice, though. I still like so it. So when somebody's mean, you remember the mean people. Right, absolutely. As much as you remember the really nice people. Absolutely. So, so all of that is to say that I am crafting a letter to... Um, the San Francisco Giants. I have found the name of their VP of uh, customer relations, but I can't find her email address. So that's my next mission in life. Her name's Ann Hastings. If anyone's listening to this and can provide that email address, that'd be great. Joe, you know her. Come on. Come on, Joe. You were stalking maybe her. You that's could why look- you're in the witness protection program. <laughs> maybe you could look into that for us, Joe, since you're the official Vagabond Exchange fact checker. That's right. When the Giants come to So, on to better things that happened to us while we were in... I feel like we've just complained about everything that happened in San Francisco. Except for the hotel. But we really did have a good time. Yeah. As always. So, um, on Saturday, we decided to check out the Redwood Forest, which is something we always say we're going to do, but we never, never have done it until no. now. But we rented a car and... Yes. Went to Muir Woods. But I had a, that was a really good day for me. I don't know. I think you had a good time, too, but... You know what we forgot? What? Well, we had breakfast that morning. Cliff House. That's right. That is what we forgot. Good call, <laughs> William. 
Yeah, we went to the Cliff House, um, which I guess is some kind of San Franciscan landmark, but mm-hmm. it is right on the beautiful Pacific Ocean, this amazing little bluff, I guess you could we'll say. We'll have to post that picture, actually. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And you just have this amazing picture of like surf and rock formations and then the backdrop of the woods behind the water and there's just people you know dogs running freely and people walking around really good breakfast too yeah and we should say sorry i'm sorry no but we should say that we rented a car for that day we did to go to breakfast into the redwoods Mm -hmm. but we should say if you go to the cliff house what we were worried about was there being a whole lot of people since it was a saturday morning yeah but we got there around 8 30 quarter to nine and there weren't that many people there. And right. then they sat us right by the window. So yes. if you get there about 15, 20 minutes early, you should, you should be, be fine. good. Yeah. And even when we, we left probably, what, about 9.30? Yeah, we you weren't say? there that long. Um, and there still there wasn't like a line of people or anything. No. So I, it doesn't appear like it's packed. I wonder if it's more around brunch time that it gets Could be. busy. Because we were there with a lot of like old people and families with little kids. So. Yeah. Um, but I would highly recommend yeah, it's it. It's just very nice. And it's a good breakfast, good too. Good breakfast. The waitstaff yeah. was great, and the view is Prompt. awesome. They had these, like, bread roll things. Yeah. Those are so good. I keep bumping the table. And the weather was beautiful for that day. That was so, a beautiful yeah, day. the view was, yeah. I love San Francisco. Cliff right? House. Check Definitely. it out. Yep. Check it out. And you can do that all that in a day. Like... It took us maybe 15 minutes to get out to the cliff house yep. once we got the and car. I should just mention uh-huh. that we've rented a lot of cars. Lately, I've been renting from Hertz. <laughs> yes. We went to St. Louis. We got there on time. We did. Partly because it was so easy to get the car. Agreed. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying if you're going to rent a car, we haven't had any trouble with Hertz yet. Yes, that's correct. Right. That is correct. And usually nice cars. And didn't you think I was a really good passenger this time? Yeah. I tried extra hard to be a good passenger because usually I'm like nervous Nelly when we're driving through the scary like mountains. Next I did to run the water. a red light. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. I did curse, <laughs> but only because I felt like that was acceptable. That, that was, was okay. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I tried to be a very, very good passenger. You are. <laughs> we should you. mention going up to the Redwoods. We have a problem with these cyclists. Yes. Going around Highway 101. Yeah. It's very dangerous. I don't see how it's legal. I don't. I, I truly don't understand. It. Every time I see it, I'm just like, really? This is like people are doing this. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and we're talking about very like steep mountains next to, oh, I don't know, a mile long drop off into <laughs> jagged rock and Pacific Ocean. Right. So I'd rather not go hurtling over that at 40 miles an hour because your ass needs to bicycle up the mountain. Right. I'm behind you. I don't know if I can go around you because I can't see what's right. going around the corner. So you got people like on your butt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Why am I grumpy? I need to snap out of it. We had a good time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm so grumpy. Well, no. But anyway, Muir Woods was absolutely beautiful. It was. We got up there. Um, and keep in mind, if you're going there, you're not going to find anywhere to park. <laughs> so just like prepare for the fact that you're going to probably have to drive about a half mile down the road to park on the side of the street. But everybody does it. You can kind of see where they're going. I guess if you get there early enough, you can make it in one of the lots. But right. And we should say, since we've been kind of negative... You dropped your hotel key. I did. I and did. somebody actually placed it on top of our car. Right. Which is very which nice. Which was waiting yeah. for us when we got back. That was very nice. Yeah. That was very nice. And everybody, you know, I'll say this. <clears throat> Aside from like the incident at the um, at the ball game, 
everyone is pretty friendly. Our wait staff's always great whenever we go to restaurants in San Francisco. Um, Cab drivers, not yes. bad. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for a big city, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty nice. So, as grumpy as I've probably seemed, we actually are fortunate to get good help when yeah. we're in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, definitely visit Muir Woods National Monument, I think is the official name of it. Yeah, nature trails. We Hiking. Hiked it. Yeah. That was fun. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, the day that we went, the park was free. And right. we, um, I think it's I like $15. Really? Yeah, admission. Per person? Or? I think it's for however many you have. Fair it may right. be different, like for a family rate. But hmm. um, so, yeah, that was like a cheap day of entertainment for us. If we hadn't had to rent a car, it would have been virtually free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was b- absolutely beautiful, gorgeous day. We hiked for hours, right? We were there like, what, two hours? Yeah. Hiked way up in the Redwoods. We followed Got some a, of the lesser known trails. Right. Got a good sweat going on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. And Healthy we should glow. say, when you go up there, you have to go over the Golden Gate. Yes. The toll is free. Well, it was free the day we went. But right. coming back, it's six, six bucks. Dollars. It was five bucks last year. That's, that's why I thought it was five dollars. Yeah. So. But it wasn't. And the Golden Gate is marvelous as always. I we know. need to, we haven't walked across it. Yeah, yet, we do. So next time maybe we'll we can back. get those electric bikes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Because those look awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, yeah, I definitely recommend. You have to see the Golden Gate if you're in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yep. So. So. Um, what else? Oh, we also saw Conan. Conan O'Brien. Team Coco. Yes. Well, we were in San Francisco on his live comedic tour. And we went to the Knob Hill Masonic Auditorium to see uh, Conan, which he made fun of the Knob Hill Masonic. I don't know if it's auditorium or temple. Yeah. Either way is funny. Um, and had a very fun-filled evening there. We did. Do you yes. want to make any comments about the people there, or have we complained? <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible, isn't it? Well, okay, I'll say this. I, you know, and I don't think it's this is there, it's not a San Francisco thing because people act like douchebags here. Right. But like, here's just, here's a few things. Get to the show on time. I'm not asking you to be there early, but this is like a, people paid a lot of money to sit in those seats. Do right. not ruin their experience by coming in late and then having your boyfriend go and get you five and six drink refills while people sitting behind him can't see around him. Right. And if you have a gigantic head, perhaps you should consider sitting in the balcony last row. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Just kidding about the gigantic head part. Well, this is a problem I had. What was the problem you had? We sat down. They had plenty of time to get, because the show started about 20 minutes late, maybe. Right, right. So the people decided not to come in and sit down until the show was underway. Right. That's and so irritating. they're blocking our view when you could have. And then we had these obnoxious older people behind us complaining about their seats. And they did. I don't think they understood even what Conan was because did you hear the woman get on her cell phone to her son? Right. She was like, "I'm at the Conan concert." I'm like what concert? And then they spilled their drink. Somebody did. Some, I think it was them. Got her feet wet. And my bag got all wet. Was irritated. So but fucking San Francisco. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Never going back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, the and the the facility was pretty nice. I mean, our seats weren't the best. I felt kind of bad, but um, no, I I had a great time. Good. I don't know if I thanked you, but it was wonderful. Good, I'm yeah. glad you had a good time. And Conan wore this uh, purple suit that <laughs> jump was like suit. a replica of what Eddie Murphy wore in 1987. <laughs> that this was concert great. film Raw, yeah, just hilarious. 
It was a great show. It was a great show. Chris Isaac was there, like as a special guest. Andy Richter, um, who the was masturbating the... bear, was yeah. there. Yeah. Who was the uh, Triumph? Was there? Yeah. Who was the uh, comedian at the beginning? Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts, yeah. very funny guy. He was. Yeah, check him out. I yeah. think he must be local to San Fran, right? I don't know. I don't know, but he was fantastic. He was great. And um, the whole band's there as well. So yeah. La Bamba's there. Yeah. It's it's great. Good times. You have to check. If he comes to your city, do what you can to get tickets. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good, it's well worth it. It is. If you like Conan. It's about an hour and a half show, two hours. It was really long, long actually. Yeah. Well, I guess they had like two, what, two little breaks kind of. Yeah. So yeah. two kind of costume changes. But it's typical Conan. He does a lot of different stuff to kind of mix it up. I know yeah. it probably seems like a long time, but it's not just him jibber-jabbering up no. there. Um, and, of course, after we saw Conan, we stopped by our favorite little watering hole, the White Horse, yep. we talked about earlier. The White Horse is at the base of the Beresford Hotel on Sutter Street. Mm-hmm. Sutter. Um, and it's just, it's like literally the size of my pinky inside, but it's like all wood. Everything's yeah. made of wood. Mm-hmm. That everything, anything ever happens, that place will go up like a tinderbox. Yeah. But um, just a small little bar, cozy, quaint, feels like you've stepped into some like, it's like 80s lodge or something. It's right. just like old wood and it smells like wood. And it's like, to me, it feels like the Cheers of San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Only like smaller. It, yeah, it's much smaller. But it, nobody knows me, but I feel like they, they treat me like they know yes. me. And everybody, like, everybody turns around and smiles at you when you right. come in. Um, the only thing, only complaint I'll have there in keeping with popcorn their theme. Machine. Yeah, they have a, like an audit, like one of those old, like, movie theater popcorn things. And right. so there's a little popcorn in there. And some douche Doyevsky thought it was a good idea to go stick his hand in there and just pull out handfuls of popcorn. There was a scoop in there to put it in a bowl. Yeah, he was just too cool Sense for of entitlement to popcorn. So... That made me lose my lunch rather quickly. But the drinks are always good. I never feel like they... That's one thing I feel like you, you can become a victim of in a city, like a city like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. There's no pretense at this place. The drinks, like what you pay for is what you get. Right. You don't pay like $8 for a quarter of a shot of vodka. No. So, and Tracy, the bartender there is great. She is great. And Very she's sweet. been there every every time we've gone, she's been in there. Yep. So we need to... When we go back, we should ask about... We old call him Winter. Old Man Winter. But yeah. yeah. There's a really old guy that works there that we... I think we we saw him the first two times right. we came, but we haven't seen him since. So we yeah. hope he's doing well. healthy and just doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to mention, take a little break and mention that the, the second day we were there, mm-hmm. we arrived on a Thursday evening, the Friday, before yeah. we really got the ball rolling, right. we decided to go. We had nothing to do. We kind of walked around, decided to go see a movie. Yes. Um, do you remember the name of the theater? It's the Sony Metreon something. Downtown off of Mission? Is it it's around? third and Mission. It's actually in the Soma neighborhood, uh-huh. which is south of Market. It's right right by Yerba Buena Gardens, I think is what they're called. Okay. And they have stadium seating, and it's really nice. Yeah. And we saw the movie uh, Kick-Ass. Yes, we did. So, you want to say that? Yeah. Uh, Kick-Ass <laughs> stars, I don't know who's in it. That's part of the problem. Nicolas Cage. McLovin. McLovin. The guy Some from dudes. Hot Tub Time Machine was in it. Yep. Uh, a bunch of unknowns. I don't know the girl's name. I don't know. I don't know Kickass's name. No. The little girl, we just saw her in another movie the other yeah, night. Yeah, uh, that horror movie, Amityville. Am- yeah, with Amityville. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but basically, Kickass is a story of um, sort of this underdog. I guess you could call him Nebish. 
uh, guy that decides that he's going to stop being bullied and stop watching people get kicked, get their asses kicked, and buys a superhero costume and sort of... Becomes a vigilante, tries to to become a vigilante. Right. And then he soon discovers that there are other... Uh, everyday superheroes on the the case as well and enter Nicolas Cage and this girl who plays uh, Hit Girl. Right. And they sort of, uh, their stories kind of intertwine and they eventually meet up to kind of take on this ultimate bad guy who's like kind of mobster. Yeah, yeah, to run in the city. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of interesting. I will say this, it's a, kids doing a lot of stuff they shouldn't be doing, yes. like um, using the see you next Tuesday word, <laughs> and also um, hurt, harming people with guns and knives. Star and ninja stars and all kinds of <laughs> crap. Right, like little, little girls, yes. which is kind of awkward. Um, Extremely violent. Yes. I thought Repo Man was violent, but it's different when you have kids yes. doing the same kind of violent acts. Agreed. Yeah. And, but Nicolas Cage, hilarious in this movie. He was very good, yeah. So, it, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. It was entertaining. Yeah. And uh, like you, I was bothered by the amount of violence and by that little girl's, the stuff that came out of her mouth. At the same time, she was a badass. Yeah, she movie. was a badass. And that's where I was kind of torn because I'm like, okay, I'm, I can tell I'm like rounding out of being immature, right. you know? Or maybe not really, but you know what I mean? Like... You want to scold her and be like, you shouldn't be doing this. Right, but you're laughing at the same time. Right, and she's doing stuff like there's a part where she, like, in midair just unloads and loads her guns. Right. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. Right, but she's, like, 11. Yeah. So, kind of a a bit of a problem. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'd recommend if, you know, if you're just out and about and you want something that you don't really have to think about, I would check that out. But just know that it's quite violent, and if you're uncomfortable seeing little kids act like much much older people i wouldn't watch this no and don't take your kids to no it. it's not a kids movie no. despite the fact that there are children in it what, what would you give oh it? i didn't even see it um i give it like a seven yeah i'd give it a seven yeah so 8.4 8.4 on com. yep so what's the girl's name just so we can sound at least moderately educated about it um Chloe Moretz. Yep. So, so keep your eye on her. She'll be in porn yep. sooner or later. <laughs> you can't say that. She's, uh, She's cute. 13? She's going to be like little Abigail Breslin or Dakota Fanning or mm-hmm. something. Well, we've seen what's happened to, to Dakota Fanning. Yep. Yeah. Let's so. hope that's not a trend. Yep. Um, so yeah, we should probably talk a little bit about various restaurants that we visited. Mm -hmm. Just a couple of recommendations. I don't think we ate anywhere that we didn't like, right? No, because we would remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So Cliff House, of course, I'd recommend. I would recommend it for breakfast. I guess that there's kind of a more formal, um, restaurant that's a part of the Cliff House where you can get dinner and stuff. It looked really pricey and I think it's probably more hype than it is good. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend eating breakfast there. I would too. Good. Just breakfast, you don't have any stuffy people there. It's yeah. casual. Yep. The view is great. The weather is usually great in the morning. Plus, you start your day off right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, another place that we checked out that was literally next door to the um, Chancellor Hotel was the um, Sears. It was called Sears Fine Foods. Mm-hmm. And they boasted that they served breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it which looks, made me laugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it looks like they've been there for quite a while. Too. Right, right. And on the outside, it looks shabbier than what the actual inside is. Mm-hmm. Um, the outside kind of has this old green awning and a kind of old font script across the front door. Right. But inside, it's like, I don't even know how you describe how it's decorated. They had a lot of old, um, like, music advertisement posters. Like, there was one for... Uh, Duke Ellington. In Detroit. So it's kind of cool, like, vintage, I guess you could say... Maybe from like what the forties? Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Okay. And they um, also uh, they give you a little token when you sit down to eat. Yeah. That you put in a slot machine when you're leaving. Right. That if you, I guess you get. You can get wind free stuff like yeah. free breakfast and things like that. Um, and so we decided to check that out, and um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was a nice little. We've passed that place what probably fifty times in the amount of times that we visited San Francisco. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-eight. Yeah. So that makes sense. The forties. Um, never really stopped in, but I had a really good breakfast. That's probably the reason why I didn't feel good the next day, but I ate, I ate it in about six seconds. Yeah. It was, um, it was a chicken sausage that had apple in it, which I know sounds weird, but it was yummy yeah. and eggs and toast. And that was the day you weren't feeling. Yeah. Nice, I was so. extremely nauseous. So I would like to go back because you I had should. granola with uh, fresh fruit it looked and, yummy. um, yogurt. Yeah. And it, it did. It looked incredible. And some juice and and some toast. I had too much. Yeah. It, it was a lot of like breakfast food. Yeah. So you can overdo it if you're not careful. Right. And the waiter was great. He so. was great. Very yeah. tentative and took good care of us. So, mm-hmm. And he was from Sacramento, but I don't remember his name. Right. So, Def- yeah. Definitely recommend on that. Yep. Right on Powell. You can take the cable car if you want. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So another place that we checked out, well, that we checked out is if we don't know what it is. Well, before you mention that, do you want to mention the one in the hotel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and our, our hotel actually had a little restaurant, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this. I think it's Lux sure. or Luke's. We don't know. It's L-U-Q-U-E-S. It's right at the bottom of the Chancellor. And it's nothing to look at. Like It looks like a Holiday Inn breakfast nook. Right. But it's... Um, I had a really good breakfast. Mm-hmm. I had warm farro, which is this whole grain, and they put they made it with like cinnamon and brown sugar and a little bit of milk, and then they had chopped up pears in it. It was it looked duh, really good, delicious, and it didn't it smell good. I made yeah. you smell it, <laughs> and, you and then some- she made me smell her breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just a typical trip to San Francisco. Um, I had the fruity French toast, which is. The very little, berry French toast. The very berry, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the fruity French toast. It was kind of uh, like you know. the loafers. <laughs> no, but... Um, Be nice. <laughs> but they were advertising it in, on the uh, hotel channel on the TV, and it, mm-hmm. it looked very tasty. And they mm-hmm. served breakfast until like 2 in the afternoon. So. Which is about when we got down there. Right. So very nice, and the wait staff was great. Yes. And nice hot coffee. and Yes. Very and attentive. Refilled. I, I drink usually between uh, six and 47 ounces of water <laughs> during every meal. So usually I keep weight, weight stuff on their toes. Yep. Um, so, yeah. The Lux or the Lucus or Luke's. Yeah. Um, so what else? Oh, I'll, I'll get to our favorite restaurant last. Okay. So the last day that we were there, we checked out. Um, we just ha- we were look- actually looking for those Irish pub that we'd stopped at before. Yeah, like a couple years back. Because we went to we should we went to City, City Lights, Lights Bookstore, Bookstore, which you have to go to City Lights Bookstore if it's your first time in San Francisco. And I know you're thinking, Emily, William, really Amazon. a bookstore? Com. Thank you. Right. And I would contend that that you are correct. 
any other time. But if you're in San Francisco, you have to stop by this place. Um, I don't remember what, I guess it was the 70s. What, you the bookstore? Yeah. When it was built? Yeah, I think so. Just riffing up. Well, it was it. a big, like, it was part of, like, the uh, some kind of revolution. I sound like a moron right now. Um, it was the... Uh, <laughs> It was the Industrial Revolution. It's the American Revolution, 1776, the 70s, right? Custer was there. Um, Custer. But basically, it's it's set up. It's kind of up on Columbus Avenue, um, and just a really cool little. 1953. 1953. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the thing that I'm thinking of then? Ferlinghetti. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, Lawrence Getty. He was one of the the beat poets that kind of got his start there. Um, and uh, Jack, what's his name? Last name starts with a K. Kerouac. Kerouac. Thank you. Also, there's actually Jack Kerouac Alley that runs behind the store. Right. Um, and it's got some c- cool murals that are written on the windows. Lots of um, revolutionary text inside. Yeah. A lot of liberal writings. So awesome. if you're into that stuff, I'd recommend that you check it out. And it's got kind of a cool basement with all these great books. They have a lot of great children's books that I actually looked at and I thought about buying, but they were a little expensive. It's it's bookstore expensive. It's not yeah, like, like I, borders. You, you were talking about a revolutionary right. writing, literature. There's a whole section just on anarchy, mm-hmm. which where are you going to find that? But I book, bought a um, book by a Black Panther, Huey P. Newton, called Revolutionary Suicide, and it was like 18 bucks. Right. And if you go on Amazon, it's like, nine something right right but you're paying for it's worth it with the experience you feel like you're emboldened by this place right yeah i bought a a biography on flannery o'connor i haven't dug into yet but the other book i got there was really good i usually only get a couple books but yeah it's worth it just to go and say that you got this book yeah yeah city lights yeah because you look at the spines of your books and you go oh yeah i got that in san francisco that's right um, so we, when we were heading back, we looked for this Irish pub that we stopped in at a couple of years ago, but we couldn't find it. So instead, we decided to go to Cafe, I think it's Zotrope, mm-hmm. or Zoetrope, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and it's some kind of affiliation with Francis Ford Coppola. Um, I guess he's given That's it That's the name of his uh, film company. Okay. Yeah. But I think he's given it kind of his endorsement because it had a lot of stuff. Like there were some certificates and stuff that had his name on it. I think he's donated to them. I wonder if that's... His restaurant? Yeah. I looked it up. I didn't think it was his. I think he just... Okay. But maybe I'm wrong. You look it up while I talk. Joe, where are you when we need you? Yeah. Um. And so you had some kind of pizza that didn't have cheese on it, and the waitress was very concerned that you didn't like cheese. <laughs> but it turns out you just wanted pizza without yeah, cheese. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. Yeah. She was weird. I kept making awkward eye contact with her. But the food was quite tasty. I ordered like a do-it-yourself Cobb salad, and it was really yummy. And you had a beer that I think you enjoyed. Yeah, Sierra Nevada. Oh, okay. And once again, my water was refilled promptly. So, yeah, I'd recommend that little place. I'd tell you where it was if I remembered. Um, So. He owns the restaurant. Oh, he does. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Located in the Sentinel building, building. It's a really cool building, too. It's like on this kind of peninsula almost that sticks in between two streets and it's a triangular shaped building mm-hmm. and it's got kind of that typical san francisco townhouse front um and it's a triangular shaped restaurant inside too so it's kind of got little nooks that you wouldn't necessarily see yeah and we cozied up in a booth in the back and it was very nice yeah and they were playing a lot of beatles that day 
they were playing a lot of Beatles. And we also had a strange encounter with a guy who had some sort of theory about a guy that died in San Francisco. Well, he was apparently the nephew of a guy named Charles Sullivan. Yes. Who yes. had the original or had the le- owned the lease, had the lease to the, the Fillmore in San Francisco. Right. And eventually he sold the lease to, I forget the name of the guy, who's a big prom- ended up being a big promoter and bringing right. a lot of famous bands and stuff into the Fillmore. Right. But this guy's writing a, a book about him, his nephew. Right. His name is Harry Richard Hall. Yes. And the guy, Charles Sullivan, ended up being killed. Yes. And so there's, the way we were over, we were listening to this guy eavesdropping on his conversation. Well, and not on purpose. This guy's Very this loud, guy, very animated. Yes. Yeah. Very boisterous. I didn't want to say anything negative. And, and he, he had a big ass head of hair, too. Yeah. So if you see him, and he was talking to another writer who I guess had written a book about Robert Kennedy, (laughs) right? That's I was trying to put the pieces together. I'm glad you were with me on that. (laughs) Um, But you could tell there were some facts that were secret because he kept talking about going upstairs to talk about the rest of it. So um, I'm curious to hear what happens with this kind of uh, tell-all revealing book. I'm actually, if that book comes out, I'm going to read it. Maybe it'll it won't be out by the time we go back, or maybe next year. Yeah, because he said he hadn't even found a publisher yet. So. Uh, look out for that, folks. Yep. Harry Richard Hall, remember that? Yes, yep. yes. Um, and so the last restaurant that I would highly recommend that we go to every time we go to San Francisco mm-hmm. is the L'Ottavo Ristorante. Mm-hmm. It's a little Italian joint that's on Sutter. Um, I think we just happened upon it, right? Like yeah. nobody recommended well, it. it was We're right. Just, on the corner from the Beresford. Yeah. The corner. So, we were just walking around looking right. for a place to eat. Mm-hmm. And again, the you know, size size of my bathroom, teeny tiny little restaurant, but so cozy, so intimate, low lit, very sweet decor, just simple kind of kitschy almost. Yeah, with decor. the old wine bottles. Yeah, yeah, and like hand painted murals. Great jazz music that they play over. Yes. Yeah. yeah so. I always you always comment on that. Yeah. Um, fantastic wine list. Mm-hmm. When I've never had a bottle of wine there that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and really great food. And the staff is always... Yes. One thing is, if you go, just be prepared to wait. Right. It's just, authentic Italian. Yeah. Like, they, they bake it while you're there. So. Also be prepared to wait for the, them to get to your table right. after they see you. <laughs> right. For some reason, it always takes a while. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like there was less gap in between our yeah, courses this time. This time so... But we were close to closing. Yeah, too, we so. were like the only two people left by right. the time we were. We and we got done. the same table we got last year, which yes. is in the back against the wall where they have an interesting little mural. Of, yeah, of like wine crushing. Yeah. So, so I would highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, and I got the Linguini Pescatore, which is like this amazing seafood and linguini, really light wine sauce. And you got what you always get, which yeah, love. lobster ravioli. I don't know the Italian, Italian name for yeah, it. But um, delicious always. Yes, delicious. Um, so yes, definitely check out Lotavo. Um, so what else did we do while we were there, William? Um, we saw well, we some sights. To, we saw the painted ladies. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever watched uh, Full House, the painted ladies apparently were where um, the Tanners lived. Right. Because that's where they were running around all the time. Um, but the painted ladies are basically this set of like, what, five Victorian... Uh, like your standard San Franciscan architecture. They're painted like five different colors. They're beautiful, very well-kept houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of 
sit on a sloping hill and there's a park across the street so you can get a full full view of them and they look exactly like they do in the pictures and on tv right. <laughs> um so we just went over there to to check it out yeah and that was the day i wasn't feeling well but going right. over there it kind of rejuvenated me good and we went over there one thing i should point out is that in that little park it seems like the pot park the marijuana yeah. park because there was a lot of joint smoking there was on. a lot we there was a lot of joint smoking in that whole neighborhood yeah because we came our cab driver dropped us off and I'll, I'll say this you couldn't get there from downtown you can walk it um, but it's you have to cross kind of some like construction and sketchy areas. Yeah. So I would do it during the day if you if you want to go check it out. Right. That was the area I was talking about that we were. I wasn't quite sure where we were in in uh, um, relation to our hotel. So just kind of you know mind your p's and q's when you're over there. But we got out of the cab and walked up a hill and we passed like Sanford and Sun. Right. And that place smelled like pot. We yeah. passed somebody else a little bit while. And then there were just like four people just openly smoking like pot. punk rockers from right. the 70s. They had leather right. jackets and chains like hanging off their the pants. The clash calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that was a, it was a nice little park, though. Like, real pretty green grass. And um, we sat out there for a bit. It had gotten chilly, so we... Decided to walk back, and that's when we caught the rickety cab. Yeah. It was yeah. like a weird driver. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely recommend that. And another um, thing that we did was we went and checked out the Crookedest crookedest Street over on Lombard. I don't know if it's Avenue or Street. I think it's Street. But it's like a weird... I was like, when I got up there, I was like, really? We walked all the way over here for this? Yeah. But it was, it's just like this zigzagging street. Like, it sounds like what it is. Yeah, it's... And you start at the top, and it goes from one side to the other between... If you imagine like a full it's like a couple of street, Z's. yeah, it looks like a few Z's. Yeah. And there's like hedges and there were a lot of people foliage taking pictures and stuff. Yes, it. so it's obviously popular. And we went to there after we went to the cafe Zotrope, right? Or whatever. Right. And so there were a number of hills that we had to walk up to get there. Yes, and William and was very patient. Well, with we me saw called my ass up the hill. It was either an Asian. I think it was an Asian man, a yes. little Asian man. You see a lot of Asian people walking this way, so right. I don't know if. They're just, you know, they're, they're more enlightened on this. Yeah. But they're, they hold their hands behind their backs as they walk up hills. Yeah. And lean, so their their upper body is almost parallel to the ground. Right. But they seem perfectly comfortable. And so we decided to try that. Right. And it turned out it was a lot easier. <laughs> yes, and it worked. The last, like, ten steps were the easiest steps up that hill. Right. So, uh little tip for you people because yeah. there's a lot of hills in san francisco and we actually did it a few more times after that yeah. to get up we had to walk all the way up uh the hill on powell yeah and uh it was much more comfortable i'm ever on the stair climber i'm just going to do that just <laughs> <laughs> defeats the purpose <laughs> exactly people would look at you and that but that would be funny um so yeah i mean i guess check it out every time i like make a point to go to places like that and i get there i'm like disappointed yeah i'm like why am i here doing this but then you can say when people go did you do yeah we yeah we did that yeah Yeah, it was all right we checked it off our list right because we're like very cool and not touristy at all city you know exactly we don't really go to like the tourist places yeah we like to hang out with uh you know the ramones in the park and smoke weed thank you (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome. So yeah, that's that was kind of our our trip. Yeah. Um we had like a midday flight out, um, connected through Las, Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Which is interesting with the slot machines yes. all over the airport. Yes. And we had a nice little old 
guy that sat between us on the way back to Nashville. But made me want to cry. Very depressing. Yes. Kept telling us how how bad his life was. Right. I felt bad for him. But he was very, very sweet. He was. And had trouble opening packets of peanuts. (laughs) So he just used his teeth. (laughs) He's very uh, carnivorous. But you were very sweet to him. I think that was part of it. You're always very accommodating, though. Whenever I'm around people older than me, especially that much older. Right. First, and, I know they're not going to be around that much longer. Right. And second of all, I know they've seen things I'll never see. And if I listen to them, I'll learn something. Right. And this particular guy had, he, he was so telling he me is. how he had been married and he was, had retired because his wife had breast cancer or had cancer. Mm-hmm. And she, they just decided to travel all over the world and spend the money that they had. Yeah. And so he had to go back to work after she died and... So, Sad. Yeah. He had a little cane, too, and but he just He's, did it all by himself. I mean, he was a little trooper. Yeah. I won't forget that guy. I won't either. Yeah. I'm going to start tearing up. Yeah. So, um, oh, the only other funny cab story that we have is that um, on our way to the airport, from the airport to our hotel, <laughs> we got in the back. Well, you know, the cabs kind of like line up when you're at the airport. And you just sort of like get in line and take the next one. Which well, there was a very long line. There was this a time. very long line. It was just a weird trip, right? Yeah. Like there were, I felt like there were more people there. I don't know what. They were ruder. Yes. A lot of people. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the deal was, but um, <laughs> this guy and he had a bit of a Russian accent. Um, the the little uh, taxi whisperer that lines them up. Right. He kind of motioned back to him and was like, "My man, I can't fit these big suitcases in here." Because I had a huge suitcase and yours was, you know, regular size. But um, <laughs> I had, like, gigantic person for two suitcase. Because you had a dozen shoes in there. <laughs> well, one has to be careful with Imelda. one's shoes choices when they're in San Francisco. That's true. So anyway, um, we noticed this gigantic tank in the back of his trunk. And when we asked him what it was, he said it was natural gas. Huh. And so, and then proceeded to tell us that it didn't get very good gas mileage and he had to fill up all the time. But it made me nervous. So I was like, I don't want to drive with natural gas like four inches behind my yeah, head. Somebody taps us. That's what I was afraid of. Like, there goes my hair. Plus, the guy's driving like, he's like, he was driving literally 90 like Marty miles McFly. Now. And that's what that tank was. <laughs> it's going to take I, us into the future. <laughs> that's what I felt like. We were driving so fast. It's like, okay, dude. But I think that was the cheapest cab ride we've ever had between the airport and the hotel. Yeah. And speaking of that, when we got back. Oh, yeah. We took Did a you ever look that up? No, I didn't. Well, but we took to. a cab from the airport back to our, our I parked building. at the, the office building. Right. And we had a ride to the airport. Right. So we, we figured, you know, $10 cab fare. Right. Between the, the airport and our office. It's like almost 20 bucks. I know. For like a mile and a half, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah, you need to look into that. Joe? Joe? What happened? William will send you the receipt to investigate. (laughs) As always, we had a great time. I know we did a lot of complaining, but it's only because we're super funny when we complain. Right. Um, but I, you know, as always, I would recommend go to San Francisco, just not when we're there. Cause we don't want to have to deal with your ass. <laughs> um, but there's so much to see and so much to do. And don't feel like you have to like look into all these great tourist places. A lot of the things that we've done or seen, we've just happened upon. Yeah. We've never taken like a tour bus or anything like mm-hmm. that. We've just kind of 
going and it's a walking city which exactly. somebody told us one time it's a walking city rather snarkily yeah, yeah. but um, you yeah, can but yeah. you can get a lot of places just on your feet right so. right and if you break it up you know like a lot of times we'll set out to see two or three things in the day and we'll you know we'll stop for a drink someplace or we'll stop at a store at one place you know it'll it's not like you have to walk 45 city blocks in one fell swoop unless right. you want to yeah so go check it out you've got some restaurants you've got a hotel look for the russian guy with a natural gas tank in the <laughs> yep so so um when do you think we'll we'll be doing our next show well as we discussed earlier, we're coming up upon the Vagabond Exchange's one-year anniversary. Right. So that would be my guess okay. when we do a next one. All right. Unless you want to do one before that. We'll, we'll play it we'll, by We'll see end. what happens. Yeah. We don't lead that interesting of life. <laughs> no. Just kidding. We're super interesting. We will. We're working on getting Maybe we'll have our passports by the next show as yes, well. Yes, we are working on that. Yeah. We can start talking about going to Europe. Yep. Okay. All right. So thanks for listening, Joe. Mm-hmm. Please get back to us with your findings. Yes. And for the rest of you, if you want to email us, you can. Our email is vagabondexchange at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook. And we're, we're going to start uh, utilizing our Twitter page. Are as well. we? Oh, yeah. Oh, because somebody's into Twitter now. I am. Uh, got so a lot of flack Twitter. for that Twitter page. <laughs> and now somebody's a, been reformed. You'll have to teach me how to use it, and then I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Okay. So thanks, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. Bye. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.